0: If you're planning an accessible trip to Orlando, then you already know that there are a million and one things that you need to consider. The airlines, where you're staying, what you do in the theme parks, there's so many different things that you need to be considering when you go to uh, the state of Florida. Well, luckily, I have Steve with me, and Steve is, is a accessible travel expert. So hello, Steve, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Martin. Thanks for having me on. So first, you sort of talk me through uh, when someone comes to you and says that they're looking for an
1: accessible holiday. What's the first kind of things that you do? Well, Martin, I think the very first thing to do is to start getting to know the clients as much as possible because everybody's individual needs are different, and in order to get a seamless experience, I'd really need to be able to put myself into their situation. So I'd ask lots of questions to understand, you know, what accessibility requirements are we actually looking at. So. What kind of equipment do they use? Do they have uh, a wheelchair? Do they need feeding machines? Do they need profiling beds? Do they have reduced mobility, zero mobility, et cetera, et cetera? And I guess the more you learn and the more you get to know your clients and have a more deep understanding of of what their day-to-day life is like and what kind of problems they might face that you really just don't want to face on this trip, it's really important to learn what those are. And then once I can put myself in there, position i can then start to patch together what i would call uh, you know an awesome itinerary sort of hit the nail on the head that there's a lot of things that you might have to put up with your
0: in your everyday life that when you're away in orlando you, you don't want to be putting up with you want to go and have an amazing time and the things that might be a problem in sort of supermarkets for example or transportation in the uk you kind of
1: want to eliminate those whilst you're off making memories and having this once of- a lifetime trip and equally the same the other way around. You know, things that we might take for granted that are so easy here may not be in the place where you're traveling to. And I know in this occasion we're talking about Orlando, but obviously every place is different. So destination knowledge is is critical when you're planning a trip overseas with when you have accessibility requirements for sure. Yeah, I think that's why it's best to always go to an accessible Uh, travel agent who
0: specializes in that area as well because you might get an an accessible travel agent who specializes for example in going to spain and that's fantastic they know all the the all-inclusive results there but orlando is a completely different beast it's absolutely huge just getting around is it can be really difficult um at the best of times and so when you add in uh, any additional needs that you have that's when people are going to start struggling so
1: where does it really sort of start? What's the sort of first thing people need to start thinking about? When I'm, you know, talking to my clients, I, you know, we have a lot of conversations to really understand, like I said. And then, you know, we start at the beginning, it's the best place. So when you're, And when I say the beginning, I mean, what happens when you leave your home? How do you get to the airport? Would you require car parking at that airport? Does that space need to be of a certain size because of a certain size vehicle, etc., etc. So we think about it right away from the beginning and uh, then we move into sort of that airport space and depending on which airport you're flying from, what facilities they may have that could enhance your travel experience. So some of them have... Um, meet and greet services, some of them have uh, sensory rooms available uh, such as Gatwick and Manchester that have opened their sensory rooms, they've been fantastic and well received and then I think Heathrow Terminal 3 went ahead and did theirs as well which has been well received so you know we're starting to get there in terms of these types of services that are available at airports. In addition to your um, assistance that you may get, say, say for example if you're a wheelchair user and you request assistance at airport. I'm sure lots of people will be turning and rolling their eyes listening to this right now because they know how frustrating assistance at airport can be sometimes. And so it's really important to know that you've got the right type of assistance and you've got the right equipment. I can give an example where recently um, an airline had, had advised that during a connection, they would have to use a standard airport wheelchair, but the, you know, the client has severe cerebral cut can't move and has to have his own adapted wheelchair. And it was such a battle getting, you know, getting to that point where they had to understand that's, you know, that's what has to happen. And in the end it was all approved, you know, but there was a bit of a battle to get there. And so that's the kind of things that we have to consider with, with airlines and airports.
0: I suppose it's, it's knowing who to speak to and also what they can and can't do. And like you just said, not accepting the first answer that they give you. If the first answer they give you isn't acceptable, it's then knowing who to then turn to and who to speak to to actually get the right uh, situation so the guests can have an amazing um, holiday without, as you said, having to change into one of these sort of standard wheelchairs, which is just not going to work for them, is
1: it? Correct. And, you know, the the booking of a a flight, for example, is the easy part. It's... That's the part. That's the fun part. Yay! We're booked. We're going. But actually, the accessibility requirements is is that you know that can really be a complex um, web to navigate. And uh, there's lots of different things to take into consideration. The types of equipment you're travelling with, where it's going to be on the aircraft, whether it's permitted. Um, if there's restrictions on what you can take, that you'd have to factor into your trip and certain airlines can only take things of certain sizes so you know you really do need that expert to go to to cut through all of that for you and be like well actually you can fly with three airlines with that with, with that equipment and that gives us lots of opportunity to look for and sometimes i think people just need someone who has has gone through this multiple times before themselves um to to you know you know and booked lots of other people in in similar situations to have that um, experience that's needed, and the patience that's needed, I guess, to 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 make it right for everybody. Definitely, you sort of try and make things as
0: hassle-free as possible, don't we? So that people can enjoy their holidays and they don't have to worry about all these sort of additional kind of things. Is there anything that sort of you need to sort of be more aware of
1: with the airlines in terms of booking with them or what they can kind of offer and provide? It really does differ from airline to airline, and what the, and as you know. As we often say that you know every case is, is completely individual because every person is quite unique, but you know that I would say there are definitely airlines at the heart that are easier to work with in this in this area. You know when if you're going to Orlando, you know it, again it really depends on your individual circumstances. Some people might need to fly direct as quickly as possible and get the journey done in as little time as possible. You know in order to satisfy the requirements of that that, that family, you know, uh, or those passengers might have. Um, similarly, you might have um, somebody with a condition that requires a break every so often and procedures to be done every so often and and, and therefore you might need actually to take the flights that are three flights connecting in different places uh, with lounges or rooms booked in those airports so they can complete those procedures. So. Again, it really does depend on the individual client as to you know what the best solution is. And I think that's the beauty of as being a travel counselor is it's our job to make sure we pair up the requirements with with that of the people going and not just what's going to be the easiest in our in our minds. Most people would want to fly direct, for example, and as you said, some people would
0: it is easier to or better to fly you know you might have to fly to to new york first which is a shorter flight and then fly down uh also tends to be a bit cheaper as well um but in this sort of situation it's not because of a cost kind of issue it's you said it's more because you might need to uh have that extra sort of time to be off the plane by a certain certain time so looking at the different kind of activities and excursions and theme parks that you can go to in orlando oh there's some that uh we would really recommend is any that you kind of think actually probably not worth going to and is what kind of considerations do
1: people need to think about when going to these attractions ah you're asking the wrong person there's things not to go to because i absolutely <laughs> love it I've, i'd go all the time if i could um look i think um i'm really excited about the parks that haven't even opened yet you know like parks opening like epic universe that's opening in 2025 you know that that is going to be an it really is going to be epic at that, you know. I'm so excited for that. Um, I'd say overall, for you know, around activities and excursions, there's so many in Orlando. So first of all, it, there there isn't just Disney, right? There's Disney, there's Universal, there's Busch Gardens. There's, so you, you've got your theme parks, you've got the Kennedy Space Center, you've got beaches, and actually. Uh, beaches in Florida now are some of the most accessible beaches that you can go to in the world in that you can rent beach buggies, you can rent beach chairs that are designed and manufactured um, to handle the terrain and sometimes even water so you can really you know, immerse more in the beaches if, you, if you're a wheelchair user for instance um, but in general there's a lot more hotels now that are being built with sensory rooms around Orlando and also Florida and wider Florida we've got the exciting uh, bright line that opened recently and the bright line can now connect to miami um, but will continue to west you know go to west palm beach so that the, the wonderful thing there is is that you you'll be able to twin center with an accessible and sustainable mode of transport in between its high speed rail so what an awesome step forward for for florida and you know that's really exciting news when it comes to the park uh, they've all got their own unique ways of of dealing with things. So Disney, for example, has a has a service called uh, DAS. Uh, it's like a fast track system. But ultimately, you know, the um, navigating all of that can be really complex. Anyway, to anybody going to any family, so adding in, oh gosh, well, you know, we might not be able to go every day because of X, Y, and Z. Can can complicate matters. So that's when you need someone to cut through the mess and say, right. You're, you're going for this number of days, you're not going to be able to do ev- absolutely everything, but what are the top things and really help the client understand what the priorities are of the trip. And by doing that, you're not necessarily pushed into buying 14-day passes if you don't need them. And that's where you could actually save a bit of money and, and just get tickets for the right number of days for the right number of reasons. I've recently had a client who booked and it's um, in order to be able to do Disney and Universal properly with his condition. They have to go for three weeks in order just to do those two, but they won't get anywhere else during that three weeks. Um, And so it was just getting to that point of understanding what was really important. Um, And then you've got your favorites like Dolphin Experiences. They're awesome. And you can get ones where you can go in just up to your lap and you've got a hoist uh, for some that have got, you know, partial movement and um yeah, there's lots of really cool things that you can do around around the state. So it's not just it's not just the theme parks, there is lots of other things too.
0: Yeah, I mean there's some the Florida is really well blessed with obviously it has theme parks and then as you said you can take the Bright Line and I was looking at the videos of the Bright Line and when I go over to Florida, I tend to just go to Orlando. But uh, I think next year, one of my trips is I'm going to include going to Miami and maybe a cruise out of Miami. And just me personally, I'm going to take the Bright Line because it's so much easier than than flying
1: down. And I don't want to drive down. I'm, I'm on holiday. I don't want to drive. Who wants uh, to drive down I-95? Oh God. God no. You know, I don't know if I ever told you, Martin, but I used to work for Royal Caribbean Cruises for, uh, well, I worked for them for seven years, but five years of that was at sea. Um, and then I spent some time living in Miami and working for them. So if you ever need help on that one, you know where to come. Yeah, 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 I would be I would be picking your brains from Miami because
0: uh, we, we book it quite often. But it's usually for people to go onto a cruise, they'd uh, be like a couple of nights, night, night beforehand or something like that. So I know uh, the airport hotels really well. I book a lot of those uh, and a couple of beaches of the Miami Beach hotels. Uh, book some of those as well, but I actually uh, want to go and see actual Miami itself as opposed to yeah a postcard what an amazing city yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it, all the all the times I've been to Florida sort of eight nine times I've been to Florida I've never been to Miami and you
1: think that's it's like going to go to France not going to Paris you know it's I'm missing out really aren't I. You know, when I was living there, I think in the end I said I had to leave because I otherwise I'd end up living in a box from just pure too much excitement. <laughs> I don't I don't know how people in Florida survive living in such an awesome place every day. There's so much to do. Well, now you
0: can just jump. You know, if you even if you live in Miami, you can you can jump on the Bright line, and It's what three hours, twenty minutes, three hours, thirty minutes. Like get up to Orlando. It's not particularly long. Uh, and of course, you, you can fly down, but one, it's not particularly sustainable. It's terrible for the environment. But also, you've got to be there two hours beforehand. you got to go and check in. Then you got to go and get your luggage afterwards. And
1: like, faff. Like, yeah. Just don't yeah. with the faff. Absolutely on the train. Sure. So much easier. Get me on the train. Yeah. Especially, you know, if so you've just come off a long haul flight as well into Orlando. And then the thought of having to get on another one at that point, I, I think after that many hours of flying, I'd be like, no way, put us on a train. I can get some fresh air in between. So much you know? easier. Yeah. <laughs> So the Daz system at
0: Disney uh, really helps people with disabilities experience the park um, with much sort of shorter time uh, waiting. So uh, it's a bit like if you have ever paid for the Genie app, it's it's a bit like that, but it's included. Um, now, what is really cool, if you do it actually um, in the park when you arrive, you can do it there if you want to, or what you can do is you can do a video call with a cast member. It's about 30 days beforehand, and what they'll do is, They will then pull it onto your My Disney Experience app. This all sounds really complicated, but it's not. It's actually quite easy. And what they will do is every single day, they will pre-book in two attractions for you. So you know that you've got two attractions before you even turn up uh, at the parks. So you might say, actually, so again, this is where you would sit down with someone and say, right, what rides do you really want to do? I really want to do Frozen Ever After and Test Track. Okay, well, that's your two Epcot that's you can you guarantee to do those uh on that day and then when you just arrive you if you've got a magic band uh which i definitely recommend getting the magic band uh disney don't include them anymore even if you stay on site at one of the hotels uh get a magic band it's a wristband that goes on and you just tap it uh, to get into the theme parks to pay for stuff if you're staying at a hotel but also to use those das reservations as well you use that and you just tap it so you're not having to get your wallet out to try and find a part ticket to do it for every single person, which is a bit of a pain. You just tap in your arm. Fantastic! So
1: lazy, but <laughs> it's, so, no. it's so much easier to do. It's such a cool system now, isn't it? It's, you're right. It sounds complicated, but once you've once you sort of speak to the cast member over the phone and they do the video call with you, it all becomes so simple. It's like, oh, this is really easy. Um, and actually, you can go to guest uh, services in every park on entrance, and from there you can also um, request equipment hire of, of different varieties and so on as well. So, and there's like chill out spaces and in those places as well. Um, so they've got they've kind of got it all covered now, really haven't? They've, they've improved it a, a lot in that sense. Oh, definitely. And then
0: uh, in, when you're actually on the day, you then use the app to then go and find uh, additional ones. So it's a live system. So there's only see. C- only so many people that can go through the the, the lightning lane queue at any one time so uh if you jump on for so for example you want to go into millennium falcon and galaxy's edge you go on and you see what the return time is for that so you can just go and go well okay well, we can't make that one because we've got a dining reservation or oh yep, yeah, that i'll book in. i can i'll do that and then it you know that you've got something to look forward to during that you've got those two that are already pre-booked but on the day you can keep doing it and then as soon as you tap in you can then sort of keep doing them and keep and keep doing them so you've always got things to look forward to and it's a great way of seeing the park um without getting into some of those queues because some of those queues can be you know i've seen queues that are three hours long sometimes and it's so long time you know that's a third of your day kind of uh out the way and and for for some people that's just not possible you can't go in a queue for that
1: amount of time let me ask martin you know when you're talking to clients and someone do you do you always find that everyone's fine with using the app when they're there on their Wi-Fi? If they're not using roaming and so on, it's, is it all straightforward enough?
0: The Wi-Fi is pretty good. To start with, it, was, it wasn't it was that great. And, you know, you, you, you're not really going to sit there and stream things off Disney Plus off of it, so it's not that sort of powerful. But you can get it in pretty much everywhere. I've never needed to use roaming whilst I'm over there because within the theme parks, there is Wi-Fi everywhere in, in your hotel and accommodation. It's pretty much always going to be Wi-Fi. Um, the app is reasonably easy to use, but play on it while you're at home so that you've got yeah. an idea how it works. So, for example, you can do things like mobile ordering for food. Um, and you don't have to be in the park to do that. I can jump onto the app now and I can play on with it. I, and as soon as I get to the last bit where I've got to put in my card details or sort of confirm to book it because you can save your card details in there, I just exit out. But it's good to go through and play around with those kind of things. So you're not trying to figure it out whilst you're in the theme park. You've already done it at home. You know roughly how to kind of do it.
1: Like anything really, well, I suppose like anything with Orlando, the more prep and research time you've got, the better. Because there is, you know, you've got your, your the app in general to manage in terms of your park entrances as well, don't you?
0: We've left the airport now. How are we going to get to our accommodation? What's the kind of the best way... To get to the uh, where people are staying,
1: well, I think again it'll come down to individual um, requirements, I guess. But there's uh, accessible transfers that we can arrange. So we'd have to look into uh, the type of adapted vehicle required. Uh, we can also clients can also hire their own adapted vehicles or. Depending on the level of accessibility required, you may just be able to use the public transport, and which is all accessible anyway. Their buses and um, so on. So it would really come down to the individual trip. But there's loads of different ways, and you know, there's definitely more than one way to look at it as well. The with the transfers, it obviously depends on where you are also staying as well. We will get onto
0: accommodation in a second, but it is it is gonna if you're staying at Disney, for example, the internal uh transportation system which i think is the third largest transportation system in the state of florida it's that that kind of big they're really well done for you know with um with new wheelchairs and that kind of stuff so uh well, if you're staying on site at disney you are kind of quite work, well sort of uh, looked after and of course if you need to rent a car then uh, there are different cuts of cars that you can hire that have got uh sort of uh, make it easier to kind of get around so let's move on to the accommodation like anything, I suppose, where you stay is going to come down to and beginning is going to be kind of quite unique to the person, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, and um, you know, are you doing just one part of Florida? Are, you, are we just doing Disney area or Orlando area? Um, is it a twin center? And then again, when it comes to people with disabilities, have you know lots of different requirements sometimes. So there may be a requirement for a villa because. It could be that you're traveling with your family, but also carers, and therefore you need maybe five or six bedrooms um, in which, you know, five or six rooms in a hotel is going to get very costly, whereas a six-bedroom villa in in Kissimmee could be ideal. Um, There are, sadly, not loads of accessible villas in Kissimmee the state is aware of the problem and that it is a problem and they are trying to get more accessible villas online to sell through you know different global markets um but there are a handful and those are all quite niche in their own ways and uh, so uh, you know two or three of them have proper pool hoists to get in and out of the pool most of these you know we would expect the minimums you know roll-in shower for those with it in a wheelchair the door frames to be of a standard width which actually most in the state of florida are like yeah the ground floor wet rooms ground floor bedrooms some require all rooms to be on the ground floor um and you know but there, there are properties out there that exist that they just you just need to know someone who knows how to find them and like with anything the earlier the better the earlier you know you want to go the better it is to book you can pre-book and you can even book Disney and the villa and books of flights when they come out you know later on you don't have to book it all at the same time with us you can add that on later so there's there, there are benefits to that and that you're securing the most amazing property for what should be the most amazing experience similarly in Disney you've got hotels and you've got villas uh, usually in Disney you're capped at three bedroom villas uh, as a max you know there, there, there's a nice blend of both and you know if you're going to be staying there seven to 14 nights and um you know you, you you only need two or three rooms it could be a really amazing experience to be right in there midst all of the action like you said that's perhaps when you need to maybe forget about that car hire uh, you know because it, it would probably just be sat there um like i think we've talked <laughs> yeah. about before yeah the cars tend to sit there for about
0: 99% of the time so you're you paying to hire them uh they sit there for 99% of the time you've got to pay to fuel them and you've got to pay to to park them as well they're kind of quite an unwelcome guest it's kind of a bit of a bit of a strange one so I me mean, personally i never hire a car when i go to orlando i sort of rely on the public transport or on uh taxis uber's lifts uh that kind of stuff but um for some people it is essential to have a car to get around especially if you're staying in a villa and you want to go to to walmart for example obviously you need food now the great thing nowadays is also you can just go onto uber eats and order everything on there uh, and again you can go onto uber eats from the uk and see what's available and you can almost do like a dummy order and kind of line it all up so that when you come and actually arrive you can go right here's my order and it could become arriving about the same time that you are at your villa saves you a trip to to... the war bar that there is absolutely huge it's like the size of a town in the uk and they sell absolutely everything and it's very impressive to go and see don't split. My advice is don't split. We did this. Don't don't split up because you won't find it. Especially if you haven't got roaming. <laughs> if you haven't got roaming, you're relying on trying to find each other in this massive supermarket. <laughs> it's a hypermarket, I suppose. um So yeah, maybe just do the Uber. When I go over in December, I'm just I'm just at Uber Eats
1: delivery. Just to get it arrive, because uh, I can't bother to go to the supermarket. I used to absolutely love my Friday. Friday after work, going to Walmart in Miami. That was my Walmart day. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> ah, bliss. You know, we were talking a little bit about sort of accommodation having features, for example, roll-in showers and wet rooms, and so on, and, and and you know, making sure door frames are the correct width for wheelchair users. But also, you know, there are other types of accommodation that would suit others with different disabilities so for example if you know anybody with autism you might be looking for a more sensory space and you know there are definitely places where we would not recommend hmm. um yes for people for families traveling with children with autism and, and those that we would recommend and so again it's about speaking to an expert that you trust to to recommend those places to you Um, But what goes hand in hand with that is sometimes the property doesn't have everything because let's be honest, in this day and age, what does? Everybody wants everything so quite particular, so you know sometimes it isn't necessarily always going to be the full bundle, but what we can do is because again, we've got contracts with people all over the world, we're really lucky that we can use rental equipment companies and we've got some accessible equipment rental companies in Orlando, they've absolutely never let me down once. And um, basically, they have everything from profiling beds to um, feeding machines. You know, you, you know to wheel commodes. You can we, we can pretty much get anything that's missing from the environment you're going to be staying in through that company, and it'll be ready there on arrival for you as well. So it's you know for for kinds as well. So that's 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 a nice way to make sure everything is taken care of.
0: Yeah, it means that you can go and stay in somewhere that you want to and don't have to worry. It says you need a profile in bed, but the place you want to stay in it doesn't have one or the villa doesn't have one, for example. Other than that, it's perfect for you. It means that you don't have to have your second choice, I suppose. You can uh, sort of just rent the additional things that you need that the hotel or villa doesn't actually have.
1: Yeah. The only thing I would always say is in travel, and you'll probably agree with me on this, Martin, is there aren't any guarantees in travel. There's no, no thing. Even as, you know, travel, we might be able to do a lot for people, but we can never guarantee anything. But what we would say is, is, if something doesn't happen, we are at the end of the phone to be able to ring, to try and make things right and get it to happen. And so, you know, I think in those instances, we need to be able to kind of laugh it off and say, it's okay. I've I've got someone I can ring. Don't you worry. I'm not left here, not knowing what to do. And I think that's a really big, big benefit to booking with not just an accessible uh, travel expert, but also a travel counselor, accessible travel expert who's available twenty four seven. Um, there's a small note there on emergency prepared like preparedness that I'd like to mention as well. I think it's really worthwhile thinking about. You know, people who are maybe considering trips to Orlando. Um, who have accessibility requirements, and they're wondering, maybe do I just need to go and do all of this myself, or do I need to go and speak to an expert? Let me t- let me say, the stress levels can go through the roof um, when trying to organise everything and make sure it's all tied up. And when you are busy having life in general, doing living life in general, that can really start to to weigh people down, and it, and it, and it can it can really really get some people down. So just keep that in mind. But when travelling as well, we need to think about. You know, being prepared to handle emergencies and how to aid people if they're in resort and something does happen, you know, those things that we don't like to talk about, but, you know, maybe something did happen. Um, you know, we'd know what to do during unexpected situations and we'd know what best advice to give because we have a fantastic team of people behind us here in the UK GD office as well. We can also recommend the things that you ought to have done and Wish you when traveling, for instance, doctor's letters, you know, authorizing the use of certain equipment or, you know, detailing the necessity of this equipment or these medications or these needles, you know, for, for meds and stuff like that. Phone numbers for the country. Does everybody go on holiday and know what their 999 is for the land? Because it's probably <laughs> not 999, which is what I keep telling people. They're like, is it not 999? No, 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 it's not I think it's really <laughs> 999. 999 yeah so you know it's that kind of stuff i think we kind of what we try to do is we try to think of everything don't we yeah we try and make it as easy and
0: hassle-free as possible and as you said the duty office is always there so i mean they've had to do deal, deal with some weird things over the years uh, and some just things that you just can't plan for and they're there and if there's a problem they're there 24 hours a day to pick up the phone speak to them and we're going to do our best to sort it out uh as soon as possible and pretty much you know every single time. We we can sort it out pretty, pretty quickly so that it doesn't really sort of interrupt uh the rest of your trip, does it? Absolutely. So just to kind of summarize, there are a lot of things that you need to think of when you go when you when you go uh, travel anyway. Uh but for for people with uh disabilities, there's a million and one different things uh you need to think about when you go into Orlando. And I think Having someone like Steve uh, who is an expert who can then help you and is always there to help, it's worth its way to go. The other thing is that people always say, oh, it must be really expensive then to book with you. We work directly with Universal Orlando. We work directly with Disney. So it's no different to trying to book this yourself. So it's a no-brainer really, is it? Well, if you're going to go and book to go and stay in a Disney hotel, you could be paying
1: exactly the same price as you uh, as with us. So it's no brainer, really. Why would you go and do? Yeah. Why would you go and do? I oh, that think that's the that's the thing as well. I mean, most people are quite smart in that when they travel somewhere that far away from home, they want the added protection of the package protection insurance as well, which is what we can give. But if you book everything yourself, you can't, and then you're dealing with everything yourself. And so, I think for those who would embark upon the challenge on their own, I would wish them luck. And <laughs> yeah. um, fingers crossed something goes wrong <laughs> yeah kind of thing but at the same time you know we laugh about this but in, on a, in a serious tone there needs to be more communication there needs to be more um, socialization discussion of these things across all channels you know on socials but also in, in agencies in travel companies around the world and we need to get accessible travel in a better place because let's be let's be frank, it's tough right now. And um, you know, it's it's come a long way. It hasn't gone anywhere near as far as it needs to go. Um, you know, we're seeing really awesome things opening up around the world, like Athens and have now just launched these really awesome beach chairs so you can you know, people who are in wheelchairs can now actually enter the sea and they've got their own remote controls to get in and out and they've done that at over two hundred beaches around around us and I, you know, so there's things like that where We are moving in the right direction, but as a whole, accessible travel is actually very stressful um, and can be really, really challenging, not just on the individuals uh, with disabilities, but also those around them. And uh, I think what we're trying to do here is to say, you know, we're experienced in the the small bits, um, the more finicky areas of these types of trips. And, um, you know, we want to be able to try and take that Stress away, and you just want to be able to put your names down, pay for it, and go at the end of the day, which is how it is, is how it should be for everyone. So, why should it be any different for people with accessibility requirements? Exactly. We're just
0: trying to make it as easy and hassle-free for everyone to go and have an amazing time. Uh, Orlando's one of those kind of places that sometimes it's a one-off trip. Sometimes uh, people go uh, every couple of years. I've got people who go uh, three or four times each year. Um, but there are always going to be different questions to ask every time. And even if you go a lot, there's always some new things and, and new ways of doing things as well. So to have experts uh, helping you out, it's why not? It, it's a no-brainer, as sort of saying.
1: And every day is a school day, Martin. Because you know, Certainly,
0: yes. I'd never thought to go on Uber Eats to see what it was available in Orlando. yeah, clever sausage. Yeah, you see. Well, this, this is what I do when I when I go over. I I've been been to the Walmart's and things like that, but at the same time, I think I haven't got rid because my flight lands. I'm flying via Dublin, um, so my flight lands. I think at eight o'clock at night. So by the time I get to where I'm staying, it's going to be like
1: oh, after you've oh, cleared immigration, nice. it'll be midnight. Uh, well, no, at midnight, the- <laughs> A little tip, actually, if you fly via Dublin, why are you getting the, yeah, your US? Liberation liberation, in Dublin, yeah, in Dublin, yeah. So yeah, why are I you doing walk...
0: all? Yeah, yeah, because because I, I live in France. Uh, I've got there's no direct flights to Orlando anyway, so it's either go via London, it's go via New York. I ain't going through to uh, through passport control in New York. I'll be there for the entire holiday. Uh, or go via Dublin. And I, last time I went, I flew with Aer Lingus from Manchester. It was on a work trip um, and I was really impressed. Really nice airline. The food was actually really good. I was uh, really impressed. Uh, one of the people we went to, through, uh, she's um, uh, gluten intolerant and they came round, make sure everything was good for her. She had a really nice meal. She really enjoyed it. She said it actually it was one of the best meals that she had on the trip. It's actually the one on the plane.
1: So it's kind of good to hear that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, I've forgotten about that clearing uh, immigration in Dublin on the way out. That is amazing because clearing immigration in the United States is always interesting. Anyway, yeah. so that's not a bad shout. And you know what? They've got really reasonable business class fares. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And
0: also you land into the new Terminal C, which is the brand new one. Um, and it's really, really nice. It's really... Uh, the, to get through security, uh, coming back to do your flight back to the UK is a lot quicker. Um, and then also, likewise, when you land, especially if you do the pre-immigration in Dublin, you literally get off the plane, look at your luggage, and then and then go. That's it. There's no passport control. You just walk out. And you know,
1: just think when Brightline does their extension into Disney, because it's still being decided where that stop's going to be. They're still arguing between universal yeah. and disney which one it's going to be nearest but there will be a line that will go through disney you'll actually be able to get the train straight to disney so it's so much easier uh in 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 the future but just being able to go down to
0: miami on the train is already yeah already all, already a benefit well for a country that's not great on public transportation the, the train network is pretty small <laughs> um they had the you know, this this is a really welcome uh edition uh, a- and I definitely will be using the Bright Lion to get down to Miami so I'm definitely going to be tapping you up for places to go because I don't just want to go to the, the tourist traps and things like that.
1: Oh I will. Brickle Brickle. Water Brickle Anyway, Okay that's for another, that's- <laughs> okay, for another podcast sorry, that's, that's, <laughs> I was going to say that's my <laughs> accent actually I meant Brickle how do I don't to say that posh? Brickle um, uh, but either way that's for another podcast we could, I could talk all day about Miami or oh, Australia I've lived there and all Oh, okay. Well, yeah, well, we can do another podcast about uh, spices. <laughs> X and yeah. <laughs> invitation accepted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Steve, and uh, telling us all about how people with disabilities can get and experience a once-in-lifetime trip to Orlando. Thanks for having me on, Martin. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Thanks.